Welcome to Baseball Biz. This is Mark Carbon once again here with you and my guest host here, Mr. Brandon Noe. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you for asking, sir. It's been a wonderful week. You know, I'm, I had the shovel out. I was digging up the earth and burying the season, and somebody came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, Mark, you can stop right now. <laughs> so what? Yeah, it's crazy. We were both talking last week, earlier this week as well. We both pretty much agreed that the season's dead and buried, and who knows what's going to happen next year, but just like that, we have baseball. Yeah, who would have thunk it, right? I mean, there's what's the hue and cry came out from the players, when and where, and sure enough, Major League stepped up and said, by the way, yes, we'll pay you prorated salary on here. We're going to the full prorated salary. Just to kind of give an idea of the folks, what we're talking about here is the players wanted their full salary, basically what they were going to be paid per game. Back in March, MLB actually gave them a certain amount of money in advance. That's going to be basically, that's not going to be just a little favor they gave them. That's going to go against whatever money they make. So if they were going to make $20,000 a game, then they will make $20,000 a game now. Not that they were being paid on a game's uh, rate, but that's how that's going to be. So we'll see how that works out. I'm excited for it. And, I mean, after waiting for over 100 days, we've got baseball again. Yeah, it, it took a long time and it wasn't pretty, but I apologize if I'm mistaken, but isn't the deal they just agreed to basically the same one they had in March? Yeah. That they couldn't do? Yeah, pretty much, you know, and it's like, I don't know what kind of animosity will linger long after this season because there has been no love loss. I mean, we're talking about some polarized people here on both sides of the, the aisle. And, you know, I, I kept having this vision of like WWE with the Undertaker. I could suddenly hear in all this darkness, I could hear that death toll and that boom, you know, bong of those uh, church bells and seeing Rob Manfred in the middle of a ring, you know, his lightning strikes. <laughs> oh. I wonder when this new CBA comes up for negotiating. Oh, I'm going to be ready for it. I'm going to be like that, that GIF or a GIF, whatever it's called, where the guy walks up with a folding chair in his hand and he flicks his wrist and it opens up and he sets it down. That'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> just sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Because it'll be something. Oh, it will be something. I guarantee you, you're right on that. I'm not sure what it is. So spring, spring, quote, unquote, training begins July 1st. I guess some would call it summer training or spring training, too. How about summer camp? Summer camp. That's much more appropriate. So that's going to begin on July 1st. And it's kind of interesting because opening day is going to be July 23rd or 24th. And what the season's scheduled, I believe, to go all the way through September 27th, regular season, if you want to call it that. And then the postseason is going to begin on September 29th. The World Series, that's scheduled to begin on October 20th. And a potential Game 7 will be played on October 28th. Oof, tight schedule, tight schedule. I actually really like this game because it gives the baseball season in its entirety a, a sense of urgency, and that's something that the game really just hasn't really ever had. And I, I'm excited to see what it looks like to have 
you know, where every game matters really from start to finish. Exactly. Every game matters. You're not just looking at what you're at the all-star halfway point, 80 games in and 80 games left, you know, and saying, oh, I got to, I'm going to have to do better. I mean, you and I talked before about Davey Martinez and the, you know, Washington Nationals. What, the first 50 games last year, they were ready to fire him. The, the losses were certainly exceeded the, the wins. Who would ever guess that team would have came out and won the World Series? I, I wouldn't have guessed it. Um, how many teams are going to get left out because they have a slow start like the Nationals did? And how many teams that maybe get off to a hot start will get in, even though you know, they may not really deserve it? And it's going to be interesting because I've seen what the Caesar Sports Book and who they are deciding, or excuse me, deciding, <laughs> forecasting who's going to win the World Series. And not surprisingly, at the top, they had the Dodgers and the Yankees with a, uh, what, a 7 to 2 spread, I think, on that was what you're saying. It's 7 to 2 odds, rather. And you get down to like the Nets, the Rays, and the Twins. The Twins, they had it 15 to 1. Uh, the Nats 18 to 1 and the Rays 18 to 1. I was listening to Buster Posen the other day. He actually likes the Rays. He says there's a lot of strength there. And I think one of the things that happens is people don't look at them very closely. They're sort of a team that's forgotten most of the time. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out too. So what's different? You know, one of the biggest things I think with this agreement is that they now have a, a safety protocol document. I think back in March it was about 67 pages long, and now it's 101 pages. There's going to be a lot of rules, a lot of expectations that they have of the teams and of the players, and some of it is just expecting them to use good judgment. It's not like we're going to have a cop there holding your hand and see if you do something wrong. Not to hold anybody's hand anyway in the COVID, but they're definitely going to be giving some of that responsibility to the teams and to the players. It's, it's interesting, too. I mean, we're seeing like Teams like the Rays, they've been unofficially training for about three times a week for the last few weeks. Looking at Florida a little further at what's going on, I mean, a lot of the teams have been doing their, quote, start of their spring training here. You look at what happened with Dunedin with uh, the Blue Jays. Wow. They've got a lot of guys out now. Who would have guessed that? They have a lot of guys out. The Phillies, they had a lot, a lot of guys go down with it. And who's telling or who knows how many other guys have it, and they just don't know. Well, and the Rockies, Charlie Blackman, somebody they really, really expected a lot out of. Charlie's not going to be there, and there's a few other players. I'm not sure how this is going to work because they act like there's going to be a pool of like 60 different players that they expect a team to have access to. You know, even though you may only have 26 or 28 on the roster, depending on how the season starts, they're going to say you have an allotment of about 60 people you can pull up from this. And it's like, wow. Talk about taxi service. And it's a taxi. Yeah. And I don't know what they're going to be doing with this. I mean, with 60 games, and of those 60 games that are going to be playing, this isn't going to be played in a bubble. We're talking about transporting these players, you know, from one place to another. There's, they actually have in this document rules for travel with trains, buses, <laughs> airplanes, everything. They've, they've covered it all. But – of course, you can never cover it all. One of the things I was reading, Brandon, was that even if a player is, when they're flying, if they're sitting in a row on the airplane, only one player at a time can actually eat a meal. 
So all mills are prepackaged and everything else. The details are immense on this, but that's just part of it. That's kind of going to the real extent there, saying only one person can eat per row. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. No, no. I, and I wouldn't have thought of one of the things that's most simple, though, is they were talking about a player having to suit up before they come to the, the stadium. So that's part of the equation, too. So they, they don't want the – they're trying to basically, I guess, eliminate the clubhouse as much uh, interaction there as possible. So they – oh, by the way, and you're not going to be able to share in the clubhouse. You go back to whatever uh, room that you've been assigned to, and you, you do uh, take care of yourself there, clean yourself up. It's going to be interesting. It's kind of like Little League where you just show up in your uniform uh, after the game you go home. I you know, hand sanitizer is supposed to be all over the place. You know, oh, here's a fun one too. What players must grab their own glove, hats, sunglasses before they take the field. Teammates or staff cannot carry or toss them from the dugout. So let's see what some of the other ones here. Oh, they're going to have player and staff education for folks on COVID. <laughs> That's good. I like how they have to have a warm towel for pitchers that they can't lick their fingers. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I always thought that was unsanitary, but I never thought she'd actually spread disease that way. Yeah, that was a little disgusting before. So what? They're going to keep a white what a wet rag in their pocket or something? <laughs> They'll look like a quarterback out there with a towel in their their waistband. Gotcha, gotcha. That'll that'll be interesting. And no sharing of rosin bags either, man. When you're up there on the mound, each one has to. You have to bring your own specialized equipment. That goes all the way down to when you're out there on deck. And you're swinging that bat, and you've got your weight on your bat. Only you can touch that, and only you know. Each player has to have their own bat, their own equipment, and if they have a pine pine tire rag, they have to each one have their own of that. So, it's going to be real interesting. The equipment guy is going to be busy. In a sense, he may be busy only once in the game because the players are going to be the ones touching it throughout. Yeah, he, he can take an off day during the game. I know you said you can't cover every base, but. And that's not like Major League Baseball did. They took it really seriously. <laughs> they have. I, they do sound like they've taken it seriously, and I think that agreement, which comes from obviously from both the Players Association as well as the owners, I mean, I do think they're, they're taking it seriously. Oh, here's one, one I like, too, is each club must hire a, quote, infection control prevention coordinator to manage all this. And if they say if they don't have someone in mind, they have a manual that includes a job posting that they can use. Infection Control Prevention Coordinator. Have you got all that? It's a very fancy title for like nurse or team doctor. Man, it's, it, I, know, what, I don't know what all that's going to be. It's, it's definitely going to be make for an interesting season. And, you know, you and I were always talked about players are going out there and said chewing tobacco and they were doing Sunflower seeds and peanuts and all that. I guess all of that's going away. Maybe they have a restricted area for that. I don't know. It is kind of weird that they ban the sunflower seeds. I mean, nobody touches them or anything unless you're sharing the bag. I've never seen somebody, after somebody spits it out, just reach down and pick one up. Yeah. That's, that's unsanitary on its own. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty whack. It really is. But they, they have to take these measures. Think back for a moment. Think back to Billy Martin with the Yankees and how when there was a play that didn't really feel suited to the Yankees and that he was upset about, he would walk out there in the front of that umpire 
and he'd get face to face, nose to nose with them and shouting. He's talking about emit, I should say, all kinds of fluids as he's shouting at them. And I mean, sometimes even spitting at them. It gets you thrown out of the game, but I don't know what they're going to do for people. I have heard that there is, if a manager wants to communicate something with an umpire, they can get no closer than six to eight feet. I guess they'd probably be thrown out right then and then. And I don't know if there's any other measures they're going to take, but that's that's part of it. I'd actually like to see that a manager going out there. He's mad. He can only see his upper, upper part of his face because he has a mask on. and He's yelling at the umpire from six feet away. That'd be something to see. Yeah, exactly. And you, you bring a mask. Will the players have to wear a mask? Have you seen something? I heard one that they're going to have to as they come in and out of the place. But maybe once they're on the field, they may not have to. And actually, if they're going to wear a mask, it must be approved. <laughs> I mean, they might have to, like, when they're not out on the field, they might say, hey, you should probably wear one just to be safe because you know you're closer to each other or like a mask or a neck gear but out on the field I didn't see anything about them saying they had to wear a mask let's see what do we have here uh, uh, a player still can if he chooses to but both his team and MLB must approve his mask and it cannot feature undue commercialization <laughs> so you can't have Something on there it says E.W. Mason, I guess, on on your uh, your mask or you know Ford or Budweiser. So they want to put sponsors on the uniforms, but they can't put it on the mask. That's it. That's nice. Gotcha. <laughs> Managers and other uniform staff will also be allowed to forego wearing masks during games. Oh my gosh! Somebody's going to be having a handful of just wiping down everything with sanitizer. You know, throughout the game and as people come in and out of the building. Here's another one. Smell like a hospital after this. Oh, exactly. All that sanitizer. Well, I mean, you look at Tampa Bay. Well, they got Tampa Bay General Hospital as a a major sponsor of them. I'm sure they're probably getting a lot of help on that, too. And how many times some people are taking um, offense that in some of these sports, like with baseball, they're going to be testing these players two or three, you know, at least a couple times, maybe a day. And you say, is that taking away the ability to be able to test others? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know enough about the availability to say that one way or another, but I know that some people see that as a concern. Yeah, I'm not an expert on the testing aspect on itself, but everything, at least with NASCAR, I know they don't like, they test you, but they just use like those touchless thermometers. So I don't know if that's how MLB is going to use it, how all the other leagues are going to use it, or if it's actually like a serious like nose swab test that normal people are getting. I think more and more of this is going to become apparent over the next few days. We're going to they'll let more of this out. I was hoping to actually get access to the document itself, but I'm able only to pick up pieces of it here and there. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting, Brandon. I mean, you know, everything from the wet rags to uh, managers not being able to get in the face of an umpire. And there's a lot of other things going on with that. It's, oh, yeah, you can have your mascot, but they're not allowed out on the field. <laughs> so all these things coming up. I don't know what this season's going to look like, but it's obviously going to be different than anything else we've seen in some time. I wonder if something like the wet rag 
perhaps that could become like a part of a pitcher's routine when they have one with them while they're out there, you know, going forward after this year. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, why wouldn't it? There's, I think this COVID-19 is going to make a change in the game, you know, for good or ill. This is a time when there's, there's a revolution going on in this country anyway. There's a lot of things that need to be addressed for years. And, and then for something, obviously nowhere is consequential with sports, but it's a good time to go ahead and make change here too. So we'll, we'll see what comes from that. I don't know what, and, and we're talking about the safety earlier too, about these people traveling from place to place. Toronto, Toronto, the last I heard is that Canada says, yes, we're going to have a, a little bit essential travel so that if the uh, Blue Jays have to go and play a game away, they can, but they just can't come back right away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, and we talked about the Orlando bubble. What, what are you seeing in other sports, Brandon? What are you seeing things that make as much or better sense than what MLB is recommending? Well, there's there's really like no perfect way, you know, foolproof way of doing this. But honestly, the hub city and the bubble that well, the NHL has the hub city and the NBA has the bubble, and the NBA is just like they're pretty much locking everybody in on property at Disney World, where you can't leave your hotel, you can only go to and from the arena or practice facility, and it's basically once you're in. You're in. You can't leave until you're eliminated. And anybody who comes with you can't leave either. So if your family wants to go with you, they're they're stuck there. The NHL, they're taking it a little bit slower. They're doing two hub cities. They're narrowing that down now. I saw yesterday or the other day Vancouver was eliminated. And off the top of my head, that leaves Vegas, Toronto, and Chicago. Wow. I believe Edmonton as well. I'm not. 100% certain on that. That's something I le- I think is better than having you know teams traveling from city to city like the MLB, where you just have the East teams play in this city and then the West teams play in this city. I like that idea better. I really think cause there's less. I'm think there's less potential of, of them taking it from place to place. I mean, you have players in a hotel in one place for the few months that you're going to be playing in their own division, and that made sense to me. And when they were talking about this early on, that made sense. One of the things I was glad to see with MLB is they are allowing players who are at high risk or who have a family member who's at high risk, they're allowing them to opt out of the season and get paid and maintain their service time. Now, both those things are, you know, are very key. But players without designations can opt out but will forego salary. So basically if you're a player with high risk, you may opt out. If you have a family member who's in a situation, I think they kind of take that on a case by case, but I think they're being fairly lenient on that as well. But we'll see. And another thing I like about the Hub City, tour, like if baseball could do it, like if you had it at these spring training facilities, nobody's going to be there. You could just have them play on a bunch of practice fields and you could have multiple games going on at the same time and you could just have somebody roving around with a microphone watching all the games I thought, you know, that's probably not realistic with, you know, distancing and safety protocol, that'd be something really cool to see I'd like to see that I'm, you know, it's it's interesting from the different sports to see what they come up with and then you take 
tennis. Djokovic, that's right, it's Djokovic. And that crazy guy, you know, he went ahead and, what, put together a tournament, wound up having a, everybody come, and they had pictures of him and other guys doing, like, the limbo and partying, you know, as close as you could. And I think the impact will come on that real soon, too. We'll find out what that's going to be like. Or it could be the PGA where one guy took a test. He didn't get the results back right away, but they still let him on the plane without knowing his results. And ended up he did test positive, and he ended up getting other guys sick as well. Well, this as I can say is COVID-19 has changed everything. And we even knew, you know, before the, we had this agreement with MLB and MLBPA, that there's a third party who's makes it, who's decides what happens, and that's COVID-19. So I don't know what we're going to have. I mean, we've got some ideas. It's been outlined for us. You know, the season's going to be starting here. You know, spring training July 1st, and then the 23rd or the 24th is going to be the opening day, days, whatever. And uh, look forward to seeing a lot of good things happen. You know, we're, hopefully the Rays will get their guys back from, uh, I think, I don't know, G-Man Choice back yet or not. And then Yoshi over in Japan. People got to get their players back, but it's exciting times, and uh, I'm looking forward to see this season. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be there, so as much as I can, maybe just in front of a television, but <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm excited about it. Yeah, and I'm excited for this fall. Hopefully, all sports can go off safely. I don't really care if fans are in the stands, but if all sports can go off safely, we could have a time where we have the MLB playoffs, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and college and pro football going on all at the same time. I mean, that that's sports heaven right there. Hey, and, and they're talking the postseason will begin on September 29th. In September, I think the Kentucky Derby's in September this year, too. So it will be very, very interesting. It's a, a weird time, but if everything goes on the better side, it will give us, like, once-in-a-lifetime weekends. It's It'll be amazing. Well, I'm excited about it, man. Well, I'm, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. And uh, looking up forward to all of you folks who have been listening to us, remind you that you can find us on Baseball Biz on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all of those out there. We want to thank you for joining us again today. I'm Mark Corbett, and I'm our guest here, I should say co-host, Mr. Brandon Oway, and we're going to be looking to see you guys next week. Thanks for coming again, Brandon. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me back. All right. Stay safe. Hey, you too. You've been listening to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Harbett, and I want to thank you again for joining us this week and look forward to talking with you again soon. <laughs>